This is The Spot, a BYU-Idaho radio production where we talk about what you're talking about at BYU-Idaho. Today's hosts are me, Celeste Simmons, Robert Harris, Jesse Pruitt, and special guest, Emily Pruitt. The views and opinions of this podcast are not that of BYU-Idaho radio or the university and are solely the opinions of the hosts. All right. Thanks, everyone, for being on the podcast today. Today, our special guest is Emily, and she's actually Jesse's wife. So Mm. I think they'll give some good insights, especially with what our topic is today. Um, So today we're talking about how to save money in college. So I'm curious to see what everyone has to say, and especially the married couple, on how to save money as a married couple, because that's a whole different subtopic. So do you guys feel like you're pretty experienced like you've learned a good amount about how to save money in college? Sort of. (laughs) Like a decent amount. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, enough. Takes like a lifetime, I feel like. Yeah, there's always more to learn, always more we can save on. What about you, Robert? It's a big, I mean, I'm trying to get better at it. I'm not really good at it, but I'm trying to better my, my skills at saving money. Yeah. Especially now since I am working At least now I have a source of income to save. I mean, before my parents just helped me out with stuff, but Mm. I'm trying to become more independent. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's always a good thing. Uh, I feel like in high school, I kind of felt like, oh, like I know how to save money, kind of. But I was also like living at home, so it was easier to save money because I don't have to buy as many things. Um, But now in college, it's like a whole, it's on a whole nother scale, how to save money and save enough just so you can like get by sometimes. Um, Seriously. Yeah. Are there any bad habits that you guys have when it comes to to saving money? (laughs) Well, you know, um, especially going back to like single being days as as a single college student, um, food was a big, big thing. That was a that definitely uh, drained the bank account big, big time, especially going out to eat and stuff like that. Um, and you know, my wife and I, we, we both, uh, at least beginning when we first started married, cause we're almost uh, two years married. Um, we definitely ha- fell into the habit of going out to eat quite, quite a bit. And we realized that, oh crud, our savings is going down real quick. So, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like food for me is also a big money spender. Um, yeah, I spend a lot of money. On food, because I'll just be hungry on campus. I'm like, oh, I'll just grab like a $5 thing from the crossroads. But if I do that every day, that's like $25 a week when I could be buying groceries and like spending time cooking and then bringing that to school or whatever. So, yeah, I think food is like the biggest factor when it comes to that. Yeah, I think the the biggest thing is I can cook, but do I choose to? No, because after a long day of school and work, you're exhausted. And the last thing you want to do is cook. (laughs) Yeah, it's the time. Like with college students, you're so busy. And sometimes I feel like I don't have time to cook. Like I cannot be in the kitchen for like 30 minutes to an hour right now cooking a meal and eating it. So then you just drive over to Taco Bell or whatever. DoorDash is taking so much money of mine. Well, DoorDash is expensive. Oh my god! Because <laughs> you started. pay for the food, but then you also pay for the, the extra tip. fees. Yeah. Yeah, I stay far away from that. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely am cutting back a lot more than I did last semester. Though was, oof, that was bad for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a reverse. You can be a DoorDasher and make money that way. I've done that. I don't know if I've you guys done that have too. ever. Yeah. Yeah. Back home. Um, 
I made more money on DoorDash because people, it was like families and adults with money who would be door dashing to their house. So then they would actually give me a decent tip. But here in Rexburg, you don't make as much money because students don't have a lot of money. This is to in California. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. DoorDash is like hit or miss for me here. The, the thing with door dashing is like the amount of time you spend driving, assuming that you're driving. Some people do electric bikes, which that's another thing, which could be good. But you're probably spending as much money on gas as you are making money, which I learned pretty quickly. Like I was barely making profit by the amount of gas I was using. Yeah. It, it's, it's just a lot of stopping, then turning off the car, then turning it back on. That that can drain your car pretty fast, especially for my car. My car has the worst gas mileage <laughs> ever. It's so bad. Yeah, I've yeah. DoorDash is hit or miss. I mean, try it out to the listeners. Like, try it out if you have a car and you have extra time on your hands. Because on the app, it's always busy. Rexburg is always a hot spot. Because I think there's a lot of students who don't have cars and they want food that they can't walk to, so then they DoorDash it. Um, yeah. So yeah, just try it out. See if it works for you. If you have like a Prius or something, then you probably would be making money. So I mean, it's it's not that hard. It's just yeah. it can it's time consuming. I mean, you can sit in your car and listen to music while you drive. So I mean, it's better than probably a nine to five. You'd probably enjoy that more, but mm -hmm. you're not going to make as much. Yeah. I guess. Just depends. What are some other things that you guys do to make money on the side? Some side hustles. Side hustles as being married. <laughs> Dang. Um, you know, not not really. I mean, I work a, a typical part-time job, you know, at North Point, you know, doing janitor work. So that's that's about pretty much all I do. If I can, um, usually we're just doing like little odd jobs here and there, such as, you know, raking leaves or something like that for people's yards. I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't done that here specifically per se, but I know like back home and stuff like that, that's what I would do to kind of earn a little quick cash. I also have a part-time job. I actually have uh, two campus jobs. I'm a TA and a, a sewing lab assistant. Um, so, hmm. yeah, we both do part-time, and that really helps. Yeah, one of my roommates said that on the BYU-Idaho website, there's obviously the job board, which we can talk about that later, but there's also like a like a temporary job job board, so people will just put stuff on there like, you know, I need someone to come help me, like, clean out my garage or, like, I don't know, stuff like that. And you can apply and, like, contact that person and they can, they'll contact you back and then they'll pay you whatever, like, they want to, basically. So that's another option for, like, that's very low commitment. You just go on there when you want to make some extra money, like, on the weekends or whatever. And they've, her and her boyfriend do it and they've, they are busy with it. Like they usually get some pretty good jobs on there. Like hmm. one time they were raking leaves, like doing yard work. So uh, that's another option for making some money on the side. Good nice. to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else that you guys do to, to make extra cash? When we were first married, I would donate plasma. Um, I haven't done it in like a year though, but we've been married about two years. So for the first part, it was nice. Yeah. I just, uh, don't really like needles, so <laughs> I <Yeah>. can't. <laughs> Last time I got a needle, I almost passed out, so I'd stay away from that. You know, I I tried it a couple times. I'm granted, I'm like skinny as a rail, so then whenever I go through it, they're like, eh, yeah, 
don't get enough and then it's done and over with. So I'm like, well, whatever. So I, I just don't, <laughs> I just don't mess with it. Yeah. Plasma. I wish I could donate plasma. I tried once like three years ago and I almost passed out. Not from like the needle, but just because they were like extracting all this blood from my body. So I, and I'm already a very small person. So it was just like a lot for me, I think. Um, so it just wasn't the greatest experience, but if I could do it and I felt confident that I wouldn't get sick or faint, then I totally would. I think plasma is a great way to just make some extra money. So if you're you're out there, yeah. And you're helping people by Mm -hmm. giving them your plasma. So you make some good money with it. And sometimes they have deals. Like, I don't know if you donate this many times this month, you like make an extra bonus or Mm -hmm. whatever. So yeah. Yeah. No, plasma is pretty cool. Um, there's also, well, I'm trying to think if you're looking for a job, I guess we can go into the, you know, I think we're all working right right now. Yeah. We all mm-hmm. said we have part-time jobs. So how about we go through and talk about how we got our part-time jobs? Robert, do you want to start? Yeah. Uh, so I work here at the BYU Idaho radio station. Um, I got introduced to that through the radio station practicum class. And they they were talking during the class like, hey, next semester we're going to be hiring people, so if you want, apply. And I said, why not? And I applied, and I luckily got in. And you know, it's 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 a really good job because you make your own time. You come in when you want. Just do just do the work, and that's that's all they ask. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, I think for me. So obviously, I'm a junior at North Point, so I'm not even not even with the school, but it's you know. One of those, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, approved housing. And I I got it because my brother-in-law actually worked there. So, you know, peop- it's like not what you know, but who you know that really uh, gets to a job. I mean, it's not the greatest job in the world, but, you know, hey, a job's a job. So I, yeah, pretty much got it through the uh, old, old-fashioned way. What about you, Emily? Um, so I used to work at Burlum's, uh, but I wanted a campus job so I could have more flexibility with my classes. So I just started asking around and they um, had some positions available for lab assistant or TA. And uh, the teacher actually contacted me and said that her uh, TA was graduating so that there was an opening for me. And then the next semester I got an offer for uh, being a lab assistant and applied and got that job so yeah mine's kind of similar I was a student in the radio station practicum and then through that I needed an internship for the next semester so I just asked our professor who's now my boss brother Isle I was like hey you know I'm looking for an internship like let me know if you hear of anything and he was like oh well I need an intern here at the radio station so I became the intern the next semester and then that just had pretty much got me into the into the working at the station. So after being the intern, I've done some other various jobs around the radio station part-time, um, including the spot, which you're listening to. Ooh, so <laughs> it's a yeah, great job. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it sounds like all of us just kind of had these connections and that helped us get our jobs. So yeah, having connections is great. Sometimes you don't even know who would make a good connection. I didn't think that my you know, professor would one day be my boss, but now he is and it's super awesome and I love working here. So definitely use your connections. Think of people that you know, post it, put it on like Facebook groups, like, you know, I'm looking for a job, but does anyone know anything? Um, There's so many ways to find a job rather than just like going to a job board or going to indeed.com and applying, which those also work great. So I've, I've done all of it, honestly, and I've, 
I've been able to to make some money, so it's it's been good. What are some other tips you guys have for helping people find jobs in college? I mean, kind of going back to the, uh, you know, who you know kind of thing. Networking is a big, big thing. I mean, especially, you know, for those of us in school, you know, we're trying to get, you know, uh, you know, skill, build up our skills in our careers and things like that. And so I think, uh, you know, finding people that are like-minded in your skills really helps with that. I mean, I, let's see, I'm trying to think. But yeah, like, for example, um, you know, like through the job board, you know, I try to find skill uh, jobs that are applicable to my skills. Um, that hasn't been as successful because, you know, it's it's fairly impersonal and, you know, you really don't know the people on campus. Well, unless you really do know the people on campus, if you're that kind of person. But, um, you know, really knowing um, somebody that's like-minded, such as, you know, your faculty mentors, for example, they, they're they a great resource to help you um, find things that are particularly in your niche and things like that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And have you guys ever kept a budget in college? I just thought of that. I'm trying to. Yeah. Yep. Tried and failed and tried and failed and... <laughs> Yeah, working on it. Yeah, I'd say the same things. Mine's like, sometimes I'm really good, sometimes I'm really bad. But how do you guys create your budget? Because that's the first thing. Like, what do I even put on my budget? What kind of categories am I supposed to make? What do you guys do when you you create it? Oh, uh, well, first you divide it up into all the expenses you have to pay, like rent, food, um, electric, gas, um, all of those. And then after uh, you have... You split the money up into those categories, and then you have a part for savings for whatever's left over. Okay. And tithing, I guess. That's important, too. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, with the tithing part, um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Dave Ramsey. Mm-hmm. He's the money expert. <laughs> but he's a Christian, and my dad is obsessed with him and, like, loves to do all the Dave Ramsey stuff. So I grew up pretty knowledgeable on, like, budgeting and saving and, like, the importance of living within your means and all of that. But he says when you're making your budget, you know, some people do all their expenses and at the end of the month they're like, I mean, I don't have enough to give for tithing. But instead of having tithing at the bottom, you need to put tithing at the top. Then once you pay your tithing afterwards, you know, then you can make your expenses and like figure out, you know, how much you can spend where. But tithing first, I mean, that's also like, you know, the gospel and it's a testimony builder. When you pay your tithing first, you can experience a lot of miracles from that. But having tithing first and then paying the rest um, is is his, you know, he says that that's how we should do it. Uh, what other things do you guys do when you're creating your budget? See, I think kind of going to the expenses side, I try to look at, you know, stuff that's like recurring payments and things like that. So I'll say I know most of us as college students, you know, we either have like, you know, Spotify subscriptions or, um, you know, like streaming services, Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, all that stuff. You know, looking at those uh, recurring expenses can really help you see, you know, where you're spending each month. And if you need to, you know, maybe cut cut one or two of things. I mean, I know especially as as a married couple, you know, sacrifice is a huge thing. Um, You know, there's some things that we enjoyed, you know, as single students that maybe we don't enjoy it. You know, I'm sorry to, you know, break it to everybody listening out there that's single and, you know, uh, but that's just reality. Dang, man. Didn't have to call me out like that. Gosh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what are some of the, the expenses that you guys put into your budget? Uh, well, rent is probably like close to the top. <laughs> um, if you can't live somewhere, then 
you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I mean, for mine, mine's you pay rent at the beginning of the semesters, so I don't have to worry about rent during the semesters. So I, I mostly just worry about groceries and gas. Mm-hmm. That's basically most of the big things I need to worry about because my car is. It's like 15 miles for the gallon. It it, it drains it very fast. <laughs> and, you know, groceries are getting more and more expensive, which, it, it, yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, sadly, I've had to allocate more money to groceries because before it was just not, I just could not buy enough food with the money that I was putting towards groceries. So, you know, put a little bit more into groceries and a little bit less into something else. Um, I like to make sure that I have like a fun section because having fun is important in life. So having however much money you want towards, you know, going out and doing some activity that's going to cost money. You don't have to put a ton of money towards it, but I think just kind of having that money there to remind yourself to allow yourself to have fun instead of just putting that money away because it's important to go out and, I don't know, go roller skating or go do whatever you guys like to do. Um, just, I think having that money there on my budget makes me feel okay when I spend it towards fun things. Because I'm not feeling bad for, like, spending money that I could be saving. Because I'm not supposed to be saving that money. I'm supposed to be spending it on having fun, which is okay. <laughs> as long as it's, you know, in moderation. Uh, there's this really cool app. That Dave Ramsey has called Ev- the Every Dollar app. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That app is really cool. You can get it for free. There's also like a paid version, but I just have the free version. It works out great. Um, but yeah, it has all of the different sections, like big sections, and then within that has like subsections of what you should be putting your money towards. So I definitely recommend downloading that app. I don't know if you guys use any other app or if you have experience with the Every Dollar app, but I think that's about so. I mean. I mean, the bank that I use, they also have an app that allows you to create a budget too, so it's already built in within the system. So, just depending on which bank you use, they may have, may or may not have that kind of option. So, but I know with my bank, I try to use that to, you know, budget towards things. Mm-hmm. And how do you guys stay disciplined to stay within your budget and to avoid impulse spending? What helps you with that? <laughs> Don't even get me started on impulse spending. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about before that this weekend, I. <laughs> I splurged and got myself a Lego set because oh. I, my justification was it was fulfilling a childhood dream because I always wanted that specific one. Heck yeah. And I was like, I mean, I have money saved. So if I buy it, it's a one-time thing. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we uh, also like to do impulse buying, but I think sometimes having an occasion to save it for uh, is a good idea. Like often, uh, my husband like likes Lego sets too. So if we're going to do that, we're going to save it for Christmas. If Because um, I like clothes. I'm an apparel major. So um, I try to save the, that stuff for Christmas. And something fun my family did was they would buy the presents for Christmas earlier in the year, but then they would um, save it all the way up till Christmas. So then you don't have to be scrounging for money right before Christmas to get stuff. That's smart. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, go, going with that, because obviously she's my wife, um, you know, having an accountability partner, I think is a, is a great help. Um, I know me and her, we're, we're definitely far from perfect, but, you know, I think, 
you know, especially when it comes to me and my spending habits, she definitely keeps me in line saying, hey, you know, um, sh- you know, should we be going out or, should, you know, should we be making something at home kind of thing? And it helps, um, I guess, currently this semester, we're actually staying with her parents, so my in-laws. And so that's one way one way to save if you're, you know, married and, you know, a little tiny money, stay with your in-laws if it needs to be. Not the greatest, you know, scenario to be in, but, you know, hey, whatever works, works. So Just while we're trying to get through school. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you guys are lucky you have that option. That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm not saying that's for, like, everybody. You know, Mm -hmm. not everyone's going to have Use your resources, though. Yeah, but also, like, you don't have to be living in the best student housing. You know, you can—there's a lot of cheap options um, that I didn't even realize were out there, but I know some friends who pay, like, half of what I've paid in the past, and, you know, maybe you don't have, like, the biggest TV or— Maybe even air conditioning or whatever, but... I don't even um, have air conditioning. Yeah, but I don't know, buy a fan. Like, just make it work, you know what I mean? Just live within your means, and there's always options to go cheaper on a lot of things. So speaking of that, um, I have here in our notes, transportation and commuting. What are some ways that you guys save money traveling, whether that be, you know, just going around Rexburg or even going down to Utah for the occasional, you know, everyone has to go down to Utah at some point for something, um, or just going around. How you guys save money on travel? You know, I think, well, we've been trying out this semester for sure. Um, but my wife and I, we try to coordinate each other's schedules so that we're not like having to go back and forth, back and forth between, uh, you know, home and, uh, in school and stuff like that. Because we're both, yeah, it's kind of interesting because both of our schedules, they're fairly opposite or they overlap each other. So it makes it a little bit difficult to arrange things, but we try to do the best we can to arrange ourselves so that we're, you know, um, going together at certain places if needs be. And we pretty much just stay on campus all day, every day. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've noticed in the past I've gotten parking passes which it kind of just depends on where you live. I know a lot of married people like to get the parking passes on campus because they usually live pretty far from campus. Um, Having a parking pass is nice, but it's not a necessity if you live close to campus. Um, In the winter, it was a necessity for me because I did not want to walk. Like, for my mental and physical health, I did not want to be walking through the (laughs) snow. But, you know, in the springtime, it's nice, you know, walking around campus and back to your apartment. It's not too bad. So kind of, you know, keeping yourself in check and asking yourself, you know, is this necessary? Um, Is this a necessary purchase? And then with gas... um, Gas is hard because it fluctuates so much. But I remember when, I think it was last summer, and gas prices just like skyrocketed. That was the first time where I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot drive. Like, I would drive around, go to my friend's apartment, drive there, whatever. But I was like, I literally cannot afford this, so I just have to start walking. And then this past spring semester, me and my friend bought bikes. That saved us a lot of money. And so that was a fun, you know, exercise, and we saved money. We got there quicker than we would if we were walking, and we're also saving money on gas. So there's a lot of ways, yeah, biking, walking. Yeah, going with, like, the kind of, like, short and longer travels. You know, the shorter the, the shorter travels tend to take up more gas because you're stopping constantly. And that just wears on the engine and gas and everything like that. So that's just a... I think that's just more or less common sense with that. So as far as, you know, planning things, and that's kind of somewhat maybe unavoidable in certain certain instances, especially here in Rexburg. But, you know, if you're going down to like Idle Falls or something like that, maybe, you know, plan 
plan ahead for those kind of trips so you're not like having to go like every every other day kind of thing more as like more or less maybe like once a week kind of thing so and uh, with going back to the parking passes uh, they have an economy pass which is only five dollars compared to like forty dollars with the north parking pass so, so that can help the, save money what's yeah. the difference between economy and then the other passes um, the economy you just uh, park farther up the hill it's uh, farther away from the buildings but if you live far away, then it's still going to help you get to campus. So yeah, That's good to know. <laughs> the economy pass is like a life hack. Um, also, when going to like Idaho Falls or going somewhere that's a little bit more out of town, going with friends and then you can split the gas. I know me and my roommates like to do that. Or we'll take turns being like, okay, I'll drive this time. And then the next time, you know, one the other roommate knows that it's her turn to drive. So then you're not constantly spending all your money going on trips like that uh, also when going down to utah i use this a lot before i had a car but there's the rideshare board so if you just look that up um you can people will post like hey i'm going down to provo this weekend i'm going like friday night coming back sunday morning whatever um you can say that you want to be in their car and then you pay like however much usually half like you'll like split the tank or whatever if there's like five people in the car then, you know, between the five of you, you'll split the price for gas. So that's another really good way to save money when you're traveling out of town. Yeah, the rideshare or, you know, Salt Lake Express. I know sometimes they have deals every now and then. I know lately with inflation, everything's been kind of a little bit more expensive. But, you know, if you say, I guess if you just plan wisely and save up a little bit, it's it's definitely worth the worth bit if you're definitely in a pinch or especially if your car's broken down, you know, what can you do? I'll just go without food for a week. that's the thing when it comes to money and everything make sure that you meet your basic needs (laughs) that is so important don't be skipping meals or I don't know stuff like that Um, it's important that you meet your basic necessities first Um, and then you know with your excess money spend on other things so when it comes to food how do you guys save money whether it be when you go out to eat or on groceries how have you learned to, to save money there from us, well, at least my wife and I, uh, we, Emily and I, we uh, um, about once a week. I know this, you know, this maybe seem like you know the lowest of the low kind of things, but you know, going to food banks can help, especially as college students. There's a local um, local food bank, food banks uh, center. It's uh, oh, the Family Crisis Center, for example. They they help out students that are in need and things like that. You know, and you go about you can only go in about once a week, but they do give you a good amount of. Put at least last year for a week, um, depending on the week. But um, you know, it's a, a nice, nice option to have when you're a little bit low on funds and um, just need like staple things like you know canned goods and things like that. So, yeah, um, I also see a lot of other college students there. So, uh, yeah, it really helps out quite a few college students and families. So. And so, are there requirements for that, or do you just show like your I card, or how does it work? Um, the first time you show up, they uh, sign you up. You just need like uh, identification, probably uh, proof of address, mm-hmm. and I think that was it. Um, they'll ask you if you're a foreign exchange student, just some basic information, and then that's the only time you have to give that information. And then you just come once a week. Yeah, there might be a few more other things, but I think it's just more demographic-based. Like, you know, are you a student, international student, that kind of stuff, and just to kind of figure out um, how much you need and how many people are in your, I guess, household. I mean, I guess, you know, for those that are married, it's a little bit more applicable for, like, how many are in your household kind of thing. But, but yeah. 
knits any age. Uh, yeah, they they don't uh, discriminate or anything. Yeah, that's cool. Another thing I like to do when it comes to groceries is I like to shop online at Walmart. And so then as I'm, you know, picking out the groceries that I need, I can see how much it's going to be like as I'm shopping, which is a luxury you don't get at the store unless you're like on your calculator, like entering and everything, which I know myself and I won't do that. But and when I'm at the store, I'll be walking down the aisles and I'll be like, oh, wait, that looks good. Or, oh, I could use that. And then I usually just end up wasting food and money when I do that. It's fighting the temptations because don't go don't go to the store hungry. Do not yes, go to never. the store hungry. <laughs> Amen to that. That is a big money-saving tip. Don't go to the store hungry. Um, yeah. I really like the online Walmart thing because then you can go pick up your groceries and it doesn't even cost any extra, which is nice. You think it would, but it doesn't. So that helps me save money on groceries, I've realized. Um, I realize not to be too picky. Store brand is, a, is good enough for me. Um, and don't be afraid to do basic meals, you know, Rice and chicken, teriyaki rice and chicken is yep. my go-to. Same. So, rice is not that expensive, and you can get a lot of it, and you can do a lot with it. So, we do a lot of spaghetti. So. That too, that too, mm. that too. Yeah, there's also if you have a Costco membership or you have a friend, going to Costco feels expensive because it's like each thing costs more money, but you're buying it in bulk. Mm-hmm. So, if you know maybe when you get paid, you know have, you have a little bit extra money in the bank account. Then I like to buy a lot of the frozen foods, like um, like frozen stir fry or frozen vegetables. You also have like healthy, like chipotle frozen burritos. Those last, they last me a long time. And in the long run, I'm spending less money than I would be if I was like buying a burrito from Taco Bell every day or something like that. And they're healthy too. Costco sells pretty healthy foods. So that's also a plus. If you have a Costco card, hit me up. <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if they have like for students like a. I doubt I don't, it. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't I haven't it, heard they're, that. They're a little so. too, little too exclusive member. Yeah, that's true. Um, so if you've got it, great. You know. yeah. Sometimes you can ask like a friend, like, "Hey, buy it for me, and I'll pay you back." Yeah. So one of our other hosts, Candy, she went out and got some sound bites from people in the community, some students um, in the community, about how we can save money in college. So let's hear what they have to say. The way I save money in college is that I go to um, the Winkos and I get stuff like in books so that I don't have to go back again and it saves me a lot of money and I also um what's that called I also have a budget for myself and I make sure that I don't exceed it I try to make a budget and like I try to not go over the budget for example like if I have food at home I try to make sure I use all of my groceries before like maybe eating out or buying stuff all right those were some great tips I love that last one where she said that she tries to eat all her food at home before going out to eat it's so easy to just be like oh I'll just buy something real quick but um, it's smarter to to use what you have at home. Use it down to like the last piece of food that you have. Because um, one, that's just a good thing, you know, helping the environment, helping, um, you know, there's a lot of people that would like to have that food that, that you have in your refrigerator. So using as, it as much as you can and then, you know, going out 
and and buying stuff and just being really strict with yourself and really realizing how much money you have and how much you would like to save it. Um, And they also talked about budgeting. And we already talked about budgeting a little bit earlier in the episode. And so we talked about, you know, the logistics of it. But how does budgeting make you guys feel when you stick to your budget? I mean, for me, you know, I feel a little bit empowered because I know exactly, you know, where my money's going and how much I'm getting in. I mean, the how much I'm going to get, I can only control so much, but, you know, knowing exactly how much I'm spending on things and seeing that, um, you know, really shows that, hey, you know what, I'm, you know, I can be responsible, you know, and it does, and yeah, it takes a little bit to figure it out, but once you do figure it out, it really is not as, not as hard as it seems. I know budgeting is kind of like the scary word that, out there. I, I know for me, <laughs> I was always like, oh, budgeting, hate it, you know, don't want to do it. But, you know, having that sense of, um, you know, financial freedom and, uh, being accountable for your own resources, I think, really, uh, at least for me, helps helps a lot. Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask for help. It's, yeah. So true. Do you mean like financially or like when it comes to making a budget? Either or. I mean, if you have resources, use them. I mean, if you have parents that'll help you, help get them to help. But, you know. I, I've always hated asking parents for help, but I've learned that it's kind of necessary to do it to get myself set. I'm slowly trying to get on my own and it's a process, but you know, it takes time. Yeah. I thought it would be a little bit easier to be financially independent. Um, but over the years I've come to realize like, you know what, I, I'm in school full time, I'm working part time, and the minimum wage is not super high here where we live. So it's just literally impossible to become financially independent. Um, So yeah, just getting help where you can. If your parents can help you out, that's great. Or like I said, like applying for scholarships, donating plasma, doing little things on the side um, to help you get your money up. I mean, there's so many little ways, door dashing, you know, just be creative with it. Yeah, I think, um, I know it, we didn't quite mention this, but I know like there's definitely resources on campus that can help you with the budgeting and things like that. There's classes that are specific to that. They also have like financial advisors, you know, in the in the Kimball building um, that can help you with, um, you know, managing your finances and things like that, creating a budget and things like that. So, you know, there's plenty of opportunities, like you said. Yeah, downstairs in the MC, um, they have that whole section. I don't remember what it's called. It's like student student help or something like student that. Student advisory or something like yeah, that. Yeah, student advising. They have a section that helps you. Um, they have people that are, you know, trained to help you uh, financially and help you keep a budget and everything. And so there are so many resources around us to help us, you know, be independent with our money, but be smart with our money. So... I definitely recommend, you know, doing all the things that we said in this podcast, and there's so much more. There's so many ways to save money, to live within a budget, and uh, like Jesse said, it's empowering, it's freeing, and once we get the hang of it, you know, we're never going to be perfect at it. Um, it's very much a learning process, but once you once you get the hang of it, it's it's a great feeling. You've been listening to The Spot, a production of BYU-Idaho Radio. Today's hosts were me, Celeste Simmons, Robert Harris, Jesse Pruitt, and special guest, Emily Pruitt. The views and opinions of this podcast are not that of BYU-Idaho Radio or the university and are solely the opinions of the hosts. This episode was edited by Noah Timpson. Producers were the hosts with supervision by Brandon Isle. 
Our theme music is Finding Happiness by DJ Quads and The Perpetual Ticking of Time by Artificial Music. To listen to more episodes of The Spot, like and follow us on social media or visit our website, byuy.edu slash radio and click podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the BYU Idaho Radio podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. And also leave a review of the show and leave a comment on what we should talk about next.